The dirty secret is you need this generation more than it needs you. And you've surrounded yourself with impressionable youth. This isn't about my dad. This isn't about the dead, it's about the living. It's about my mother. It's about my sister. It's about my wife. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to Fans. We believe that psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling. Tweener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, just John. And the wrestling console, Sam Twing! Twing! Hello, everybody. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to this edition of Ringside Ramblings. Uh, hot off the heels of a really good episode of AEW Dynamite, I thought I would really like to talk about this show. And, and who else would I talk about this show with than the one and only wrestling connoisseur himself? Sam Kiola. Good shit. You were cutting out there for a minute, um, but I just heard a, I heard a lot of growling, you know? <laughs> That's good shit. It was. It was good. It was, uh, you know, uh, I missed last week's uh, AEW, and so, uh, you know, I binge-watched last week's and last night's. And, uh, yeah, it was. It was good shit. I, I enjoyed it all. Um, you know, I, I can nitpick. You know, I can pick some stuff apart. But, in general, I enjoyed the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it was a good show. I was originally supposed to be at this show at the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte. Uh, but, for whatever reason, plans change. People people change. That's, <laughs> That's right. People change. <laughs> Um, so I was unable to go, but I, I really enjoyed what I saw. Uh, a lot of great segments. <clears throat> Let's just kind of go chronologically. Let, okay. let me clear my voice first of all. Good shit, pal. All right, my, <laughs> now my, uh, my throat's cleared out. I'm glad that's cleared out. <laughs> so our opener, Pac or Pac or Neville or Adrian, whatever you want to call him. Defeating Trent, maybe some confusion at the end of this match. Um, was it kind of controversial? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, don't, don't believe the lies. Um, I'm not sure what happened. It, it was a really good match. First of all, I want to say I kind of like Trent better as a singles guy. Yeah. Um, you know, as a lower card singles guy, I yeah. thought, man use him in this category i also feel the same way about um god damn what's his partner chucky e. t Ch chuck chuck e. you know i also feel the same way about him he's a he's a great worker he's a great yeah. hand uh, so i like him as a tag team i like that they're going to use him as singles too hopefully um yeah we'll see you know i thought it was great yeah. i like the um the spot with uh, orange cassidy yeah freshly squeezed <laughs> Neville just juiced the shit out of him. Um, drew great heat. It really yeah. drew heat. If they just use him to draw heat 
for the heels, money well spent. Absolutely. And I think we, we might underestimate the value that Orange Cassidy actually has. Because at first, look, I, I was guilty of this. What does this guy have to offer? What does he have to contribute? But here's the facts. For whatever reason, the guy's over. Yeah. And when you have somebody who's over, you can use them. So I, I think AEW is finding a way to to really get their money. Here's the beauty of it, not to interrupt you. Here's the beauty of it. Orange Cassidy's over no matter what. No matter how much he gets beat up, everybody gets it. Everybody knows his little kicks don't mean shit. You know, what he's doing, all the nonchalant things and the little subtle stuff, everybody gets it. But when he gets beat up, when he gets taken down, everybody boos. Yeah. And uh, what more could you ask for? You have somebody over that it doesn't matter if they ever win. Right. And, and that's kind of the perfect enhancement talent. Like we use that phrase yeah. as, as a bad thing, but, but especially in this case, like he can help get guys over. And, yeah. and that is the purpose of an enhancement talent. He doesn't need to win. He doesn't need to win titles, but you know, his, his main purpose out there is, is to make somebody look good or, or look bad uh, in this case, yeah, with Pack, add something to the, to the bands. You know, he really adds to their uh, their gimmick there. I feel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the finish. So the, the go ahead. I'm assuming the finish you're talking about that's controversial is that there was like a three count, but it wasn't a three count. Yeah. Yeah. He hit the red arrow on uh, Trent. Uh, it was a, was a three count. Clearly, the referee just kind of stopped counting. Um, yeah. And I've watched it a few times to make sure. Um, but it, it was a three count, so I don't know what kind of miscommunication might have gone on there. Uh, maybe Trent thought Pac was going to just roll him over into the submission, uh, you know, at the two the counters. Fans, so, I believe, counted to three. Yeah, they did. And and I went back and I watched it, and the referee just kind of stopped counting. You know, he held his hand up in the air like he expected Trent to kick out. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if Pac called an audible with the submission uh or or what happened i i guess we'll probably never know what happened but uh clearly some kind of miscommunication yeah um yeah i mean i i didn't see trick kick out you know I, I was kind of the same way i was like well you know i don't know i don't know if Pac just didn't um you know if he was supposed to pull him up or what happened but i was like i guess they're just going for the submission win it made trent look better if he had kicked out honestly yeah. um yeah yeah now, well, it, was a good match. it was a good match, and I, I don't want to let the finish, you know, kind of overshadow what these two guys did. I think Trent was doing a great job selling for Pac. Uh, I think Pac is really an awesome talent, and I, I don't think he would have gotten to really show how good he is in WWE. I think WWE kind of put that ceiling over him, um, but now he's in like AEW. Too, if you watch Pac and watch his what I ranted on yesterday. His uh, dives and plonkas, the way he uses them, the way he performs them, has psychology to it. Yeah. And uh, I just want everybody to keep that in mind, because later I, I, I do want to point out where a lot of guys need to work on these things, even in AEW, especially AEW. Uh, You're not talking man, about a private party match, so are you? Well. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. So he does it so well, though. You know, he waits, he watches... And the way he sells it before he even does the move. Yeah. Like, can I hit it? You know, it's not like, it's not like he's wanting just to do the spot. 
he actually looks and and sees if he can hit. I think that selling of it for the the one doing it is major. It, it is major. Eyes on him instead of the guy that should be selling on the ground, not just waiting to catch the guy. He should be selling. And then it pops hits it. I mean, you, you just had two guys who Trent and, uh, and Pop are big veterans, and, and these are things that they should know uh, how to do this. And I think it's a lost art form right now that is so overused. Yeah. But I thought they did a good job in that match. Yeah. And, and what I like about when, when Pat goes for his, his uh, spots there, um, he does it for himself. He, he's not doing it to look cool. He's not doing it for the fans. Mm-hmm. You can tell this is a, a legitimate aerial assassin, you know, not, not to, not to uh, steal the moniker, but, but, yeah, you know, but uh, some, somebody who, who really has somebody who really, this is his arsenal. This isn't to impress anybody. This is what he's good at. And this is his pinpoint accuracy can really be devastating to an opponent. So I, I think it's different. Feels different. It looks different. Absolutely. Um, uh, up next was a uh, wow, uh, j- just uh, a, a, an incredible promo that uh, even The Rock has has uh, chimed in and, and praised Cody for. Um, and this promo was um, is kind of being analogized to the Dusty Rhodes Hard Times uh, promo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I feel like it was something kind of different uh, because a big arc of the promo was Cody saying, you know, this is the Ellis Island for wrestlers. We, you know, it's the pay, it's the schedule, it's the travel, you know, this is where you want to be. It, so it more felt like this was maybe a hard times for wrestlers type of promo as to uh, compared to a, a blue collar person at home. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's a difference there. Um, But nonetheless, I I thought Uh, this was a great promo. Cody's great on the mic. Far none. He's great on the mic. I think you've got to use Cody on the mic. We can cut that part out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cody is, uh, he's he's the heart and soul of AEW. They they have to use him on the mic. You you have to have this, this battle cry. He is the battle cry of AEW. He gets the fans going. He gets the wrestlers going. He gets everything pumped up. Uh, I think this is just a great moment uh, with him and Jericho. It's him toting, you know, his uh, father's legacy, really. And this is uh, this is what AEW needs. Yeah. And I think, you know, during this promo, obviously the point of the promo was uh, – for Cody to announce that if he doesn't defeat Jericho, he'll never get another shot at the world title. Um, so an, an interesting kind of stipulation added to the title match. Um, but but this was more of a, you know, during this promo that, that Cody was delivering, I kind of forgot about the fact that he was an executive. Um, yeah. I, I kind of forgot about the fact that he had any kind of say-so in the company. To me, this just felt like a very passionate wrestler who, who wanted to do the right thing. Um, and it just felt like a perfect example of kind of a good versus evil situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, looking at the situation, you have to wonder like, okay, is, is Cody going to get the belt here? Cause you know, it's twofold, you know, we have that stipulation in place. So 
Um, if he doesn't get it now, when is he ever going to get it? Right. But but then you have to wonder too, like, okay, what are they building up? You know, are they building up to a future situation where Cody um, has to really, really earn this spot to uh, to fight for the world title, or what happens to build him up to this point? Uh, who knows? You know, I mean, it it should be interesting either way. Yeah, and, and for the first time in a while, I feel like I have no idea what the finish is going to be, and it's almost hard for me to guess because the uh, the stakes are so high. So it's I, great. I, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's it's, it's different. really great for a wrestling fan who, when you watch a company and it becomes so predictable, uh, to to be able to watch something and and have have those high stakes and whatnot. And uh, this isn't an aspect of the dirt sheets. You know, we've talked about that before. You know, fans, uh, wrestlers even talk about it. We're like, you know, dirt sheets have ruined wrestling for the fans. Uh, but really, I mean, you can read the dirt sheets and say, oh, okay, well, this is going to happen. But if you've watched long enough, like we have, you know what direction the company's going in, typically, just by watching the program because it's so predictable. Uh, but this is, it's brand new. They're, they're going by a complete different set of rules. And, um, you know, it's not just run by one man. It's, it's run by the boys. So I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. You know, I, I, on one hand, I can't see uh, Chris Jericho losing the title. I can't, can't see the inner circle failing to at least protect him. To, to get him the victory or, you know, uh, on, on the other hand, I, I can't see Cody not ever challenging for the world title again. I mean, yeah. AEW was, was part of his vision. Uh, he put everything he had into this company. So I, I, I don't know, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it though. Uh, man, I, I am so invested in, in this, that, that promo alone has really uh, gotten me excited for that match. So mm-hmm. can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, up next, I know you're going to have fun talking about this uh, because the go. private party defeated the Dark Order. All right. This is and, the uh, bronze medal match, I believe. Yep. Uh, this is to see who will be the third team challenge for uh, the tag titles coming up, pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I wasn't sure going into this which team would go uh, all the way. Um, I thought... The, the Dark Order looked great. Um, and I think you need a team like the Dark Order when you have so many teams that are just spot monkeys. My biggest problem with these guys is the fact that they are the new Young Bucks. And and in saying that, they, they do a lot of spots. There's not a lot of psychology to what they're doing. Uh, and you know, I mean, there's hints here and there, but, you know, these guys are young, they're athletic. If you can get guys like, you know, Cody and DDP and, and whoever else that is helping out backstage, you know, Dustin, um, Jericho, all the vets, you know, if you can get uh, Jim Ross in there and these guys listen to some advice, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, the, really the thing about that. Private Party is that they were kind of picked straight off the indie scene, um, you know, not not really having many opportunities, I would imagine, to to learn from from right. the vets. Um, 
I don't like their matches. I mean, I'll just come out and say plainly, I, I don't like watching them wrestle. Uh, there's no denying they're athletic. They're very acrobatic. Um, but I, I, I don't like them. I mean, I'm sure they're nice guys. I don't like that style, man. And I feel like it kind of brings I'm, the match down. Yeah, I'm, I'm not huge on the style myself. Uh, they're athletic. I mean, they've got such great potential. And I think that's why they got hired. They have right. a lot. And, and they're, they're charismatic, too. Um, yeah. But, and man. You know, they, I mean, the Bucks are running the tag division, and this is the Bucks style. Yeah. It's kind of the problem. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Young Bucks, but not really a big fan of their match style, if that makes any sense to anyone. Yeah. Um, respect what they've done. I, I totally respect their business acumen. Um, and their their uh, uh, passion for the business and how they go out there and they grind and everything. Um, but, you know, it's the same time. I would like to see more psychology slow things down a little bit and, and put on a good match um, with that said I mean like we, we we just talked about Neville you know Pac and Trent two high flyers but they put on a great match and it is possible to do your, your spots and have psychology with it um, I think my biggest thing that threw me out of this matchup was uh, the finish you had the dark border going for it. You had Stu up in the corner, and Stu sat there and waited for like ever for them to hit their finish on him. And I was like, okay, well you're you're doing this, but you're so slow for a team that's so fast in the ring. <laughs> you're so slow at doing these spots. They're taking so long that the guy that you're waiting to do the finish on has been sitting there for a good ten seconds. Yeah, and he has to sell it and look like an idiot. And I'm I'm watching and I'm like, what happened to Stu that would stun him for so long? You know, I mean, That's a good question. Is it? I can't. You know, he'd been sitting there for so long. I couldn't remember what move had been done to him. Was it just a, a forearm to the back? Did he get hit with an injury? Um, I can't remember to be honest. It's almost like in those cases, in order to continue to suspend uh, disbelief, you, you almost kind of have to make it up in your head. Like, oh, he's he's very fatigued from from the match they've had so far. Exactly. Where you need to come up with these justifications because it's not clear. Yeah. And I know they're, they're finished there. The guy needs to be on the top. So, you know, I'm just wondering that there needs to be like an extra move in there or something. Like you've, you've knocked Stu out somehow. Like you pulled him off the top and he's falling and hitting his head on the top turnbuckle or, or something. And then you set him up or whatever. And I, I don't know what needs to be done, but that finish, while it looks great, it's almost unbelievable how it needs to be set up. And yeah. uh, I, I think that's one of my biggest problems with these matches that are just spot, 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 is that there are moves that will not be set up every match you have, but we get every match. And that's, that's the Young Bucks, that's the, the Lucha Brothers, um, that's Private Party. You know, all these guys have spots that miraculously get set up every match they have that would never happen. 
And, um, you know, it, it takes you out. You know, it takes me out. And it says, okay, this was choreographed uh, so, 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 so much. And, um, yeah, I, I think it detracts from everything else you're doing. It, it, it all makes it feel less like a wrestling match and more like you're at the circus, you know? And I, I bitch about Keith Lee and Dijakovic and, and uh, Ricochet and all these guys, and uh, it's the same thing. It's, it's totally the same thing uh, that all the guys over the other side are doing. And AEW is doing it with particular guys as well. Um, but the problem here, I, I feel, is it, it stems from you had Shawn Michaels and everybody on the indies emulated Shawn Michaels. And it didn't matter if it was heel Shawn or face Shawn. They just emulated everything he did, no matter if they're heel or face. And so they lost a huge aspect in that monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, but monkey don't understand. And then all those guys have come along, like the young bucks, that emulate that. And now all the guys moving up are emulating the young bucks. So there's even a larger gap. It's like the it's like the phone tag you play in you know in classrooms where you. You whisper something in someone's ear and it goes around 30, 40 people. And by the time it gets around the room, it's something completely different. You've yep. lost the original message. And that's what we're seeing a lot in wrestling now. That's why I call postmodern wrestling. It's just doing moves for the sake of moves. And it's like, look, I'm a wrestler. I'm doing this. And the crowd's like, yeah, you're a wrestler. You're a wrestling fan because you did that like Shawn Michaels did back in whenever. And then blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you shouldn't be thinking that while watching the match and the guy shouldn't be doing it just because of that. You know, I'm going to do a Canadian destroyer off the top rope just because it's cool. That's a finisher that, that would kill a guy that needs to be in the thought process. That needs to be in the psychology of it. Right. So I I feel like that's the big problem with like private party. um, Is that so far their matches, that's all we've gotten from them. You know, yep. I can watch that on YouTube with guys wrestling at a Walmart, leaping off the produce table and hitting a cutter. And it's the same mentality that we got from that match last night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, it, it's a shame. Uh, I, I hope, I, I hope things change especially with private party i I hope they 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 take advantage of the opportunity to to learn from some of these guys yeah um, instead of just continuing to do the same kind of thing that they've been doing since the indies um they've gotten noticed now it's time to learn how to work you know yeah i mean i i feel like it would have been fine if they'd gone out and had big shine you know drop kicking and and doing their high flying spots at the start and then you just had the dark order beat the shit out of them. And then at the end you have like a surprise win with, uh, with that finish, you know, you, you just have to hit it immediately. You can't dick around and, and have the, uh, your opponent sitting on the top, top rope for five, 10 seconds. You know, it, it has to be hit out of nowhere, like a DDT. Yeah. You're not going to just, you're not going to just have the guy sitting there bent over <laughs> while you go off the ropes and then come off like Orange Cassidy, you know, nonchalant, skip the doodah, 
and then walk up and then hook him in a front face lock with your hand in the pocket and then slowly DDT the guy. <laughs> That's what it fucking looked like. Yeah. No, you're going to come off the ropes and you're going to hook on that front face lock and you're going to DDT him like Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. And then you're going to get the one, two, three. So that's the difference from where they are, where they need to go, in my opinion. Yeah. Great, uh, uh, great point there. Uh, up next, we had, uh, I always butcher this name, uh, Sakura and Jamie Hayter defeating uh, Riho. And uh, I guess her name is Shayna. Shayna. I think so. Shayna, Shayna. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Pack yeah, it's all the uh, same. Yeah, it. I thought it was, a, it was a good match. I think you, they did a good job setting up the next challenger yeah. aspect to this. Um, just typical fundamental stuff. And I would say this is probably better than what we got as, from the bronze medal match. Oh yeah, this was uh, fundamentally speaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I really like the interactions between uh, Sakura and Riho at the end of the match. Um, I, I thought they, you know, when, when they were kind of doing their little one on one thing, I looked really fluid. It looked really good. Um, I, I would expect a really good yeah. match between them at uh, full gear because I think that uh, she's challenging Riho. Yeah. So. Good, yeah. good stuff there. Not not too much to say. I, I like Jamie Hayter really being dedicated to her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of that nasty heel. I think she pulls that off really well. Um, and, and she seems pretty good in the ring. I, I think we'll see more of her in the future. Um, but right now, the story being Rio and Sakura uh, kind of trading uh, pins in the match. And, and eventually, you know, they told the story that, well, the uh, the – the mentor or the trainer ended up getting the one yeah. up on, on the, uh, on the students. So, uh, good, good stuff there. You know, I mean, the women's division gets a lot of hate from, you know, in AEW, um, especially from these NXT, uh, fans, Ugh. um, a lot of hate, but I would say that the women's division is pretty deep in AEW. We just haven't been exposed to a lot of it yet. Um, you know, we've gotten a match here. We've gotten a match there. We haven't gotten to see um, everybody abundantly. So it, I, I would expect the women's division over the long run to really look better than what we have in WWE just because a lot of these women are coming in from all the other countries and everything, uh, especially Japan, and they have years and years and years and years of experience. And I think this is where your Britt Baker. Um, I can't remember the other, I believe she's British uh, woman comes in, but with all the Japanese talent that's coming in, that has all this experience, the others are going to learn and, and get better and better as we go along. Yeah. And this isn't just a part where you're in NXT and everybody's a trainee um, or what have you. I mean, like Shayna Baszler is a little bit above everybody else and, uh, you have Candice LeRae's been around for a long time on the indies, and a lot of the others are still really kind of honing the craft. Um, four horsewomen <coughs> who uh, like don't have that ability quite yet. Where well, I think uh, the AEW women do. Here's here's the thing, Sam. the 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 AEW girls are really young. 
Shayna Baszler is turning 40 in a few months. I don't know if you know that. Wow, is she really? She really is. So it's not like WWE just has all these women to to reach into NXT and grab out. Baszler doesn't have that much longer, you know, considerably uh, for for being on the developmental brand. Oh, God, he just said developmental brand. Um, (laughs) And I I don't want to get into NXT here, but you you understand what I'm saying. Um, And I agree. You're you're getting a lot of young talent, and I would expect – a lot of other talent to end up there, you know, like uh, Tessa Blanchard or Jordan Grace, yeah. some of these others um, to end up there. And there's, there's a lot of windy uh, with women indie talent um, out there to, to pick from, but I think it's great that they're, they're drawing um, a lot of veterans from Japan um, to really hone everybody. Yeah. Could have said it better myself. Um, but but n- not not to stay on this topic here, but we we will find, not me, just the, the, the haters. The haters will find any reason to bash AEW that they can. They, they can't they can't bash the champion because he's the goat. Lost so you can't champion. bash the champ. You can't bash him because he's entertaining and he's good at what he does. You you can't bash the, the up and coming talent that they have because AEW is actually trying to get these guys over and make them look good. You, you can't bash that. You can't bash the tag division because even if you have like a private party or another tag team, you don't like, they're putting a lot of emphasis on tag team wrestling. You can't bash that. So what, what's true. left? You're going to be grabbing at straws here, trying to find something to criticize because my beloved NXT is better than your stupid, uh, uh, piss ant AEW. So they're going to be right. saying things that are logically inconsistent in order to advance their own arguments. Despite the fact that what they're saying is a fallacy or not, they're going to keep saying it, keep asserting their position. So mm-hmm. I, I don't pay much here's, to it at here's all. Here's the so. biggest difference. Like I can nitpick and talk about these, these aspects of wrestling. Um, I think AEW, a lot of them there gets it and they're, they're trying to cover their base, uh, like everybody wants to be diversified now. I don't completely agree with that, but I think that's what AEW is doing. They're kind of being diversifying the product. So they're having the wrestling matches. They're having their, their indie um, spotty matches. They're having their hardcore stuff. They're having the women's, they're having the tags. Um, they're covering their bases. Um, and I, I kind of hate that, but it is what it is. But at the same time, AEW has set up their own universe and their own rules, and it all makes sense within the context. You have time limits. You have matches that matter. Um, So once you start mixing the pot here, it's eventually going to get better in general. Yeah. You know, when you have your your Dustin Rhodes in there against, uh, you know, private party, eventually that's going to rub off. Because you don't have a producer in there and Vince McMahon or somebody like that in there going, no, you can't do this. No, you got to do that. Uh, no, you can't do that move. You know, it's the boys regulating the boys. Right. And I think that is going to be the reason why AEW succeeds. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, it, it just, it just bo- boggles my mind. Like, we're we're done on this topic. Well, let, let's move on because yeah. I, I I can move keep on. going. 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> move along. Here we go. Uh, up next, we had an interesting kind of video segment here. Uh, Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong kind of hype video here. Uh, Brandy kind of dressed in a, what would you say? It was like a funeral type of a dress yeah. or, or something. Okay. Something maybe a little witchy. Yeah. Um, she said she's been underestimated and dismissed her whole career. No matter how hard she's worked, she's coming and she's bringing Kong with her. She said she needed to wait for a lapse in judgment before unleashing Kong. Uh, she says she's not a bimbo. And then she asked, who are the bullies now? So that kind of a strange uh, segment here. Uh, but I, I guess uh, further solidifying the relationship between Brandy and Kong. Yeah, you know, they've kind of created a little bit of distance between her and Cody um, at the moment. And, you know, I think this is just done to um, to get Brandy into the division, to use her a little bit better, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what is going to come of it because, um, you know, I like Brandy. I think she does a good job out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it'll, yeah. it'll add to the women's division for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like her, too. Um, yeah, I, I like her. Um, <laughs> uh, up next, uh, we had. What What are you laughing at? What's so funny here? You know, I'm I'm just I'm praising a, a good talent here, and yeah. here you go making all these assumptions. I uh, have no assumptions whatsoever. You have a ton of assumptions. We're moving on. Um, Sean Spears defeating Brandon Cutler in a quick squash. Not much to talk about here. It was nice to see Sean Spears, but I'd like to see him get more involved again in some kind of a feud because I think he has a lot to offer. I agree. I think this was good, though, because, like you said, it was just a quick squash. I think Brandon Cutler, great, using him as an enhancement talent. Um, it's an easy win for Sean Spears. Chalk up the board. Get him in another position to, to move ahead um, after he's had a couple losses. And I think that's that's the beauty of it with AEW Dark and these these squash matches is that you show the fans who's who. And we've seen Brandon Cutler out there. We've seen him lose a couple matches. And, you know, we see guys come out. We see him win a couple matches. And then you go, OK, oh, oh, Sean Spears, he's won, you know, he's won like six matches now. OK, who else has won six matches? And you can kind of start to put it together in your head what to expect. Uh, week to week and okay now oh who's gonna win between sean spears versus adam page you know we start getting to these points where uh, we're counting along with them like who has the most wins yeah and you're already seeing people do this on social media yeah you know they're going oh and they're making a big deal about it even to um not to skip ahead but even to like dean ambrose and, and kitty omega and that that whole aspect of this is unsanctioned, so it's not going to count on points. Yeah, you know, and and they they're making the points matter. They're setting up matches, even if they don't have storylines. The matches matter. Right, right. Oh Which my is a big, God, the big matches matter. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of the basic fallback that they have is. None of these matches are just necessarily pointless matches because even if there's no storyline or angle per se involved, you still have the the weight of of the win or the loss or or possibly the draw. Like it still matters. Nothing is inherently pointless in AEW because of the system. So anyway, back on topic with uh, Sean Spears, it seems like from what I gather, he's going to be entering a feud with uh, Joey Janela. 
So hopefully that's definitely the direction they want to go in there. Because um, apparently we, we saw the video there of Sean Spears trying to like rip his tongue out or, or something pretty extreme. Something. Um, I, I, uh, that should be a good little feud. Yeah. And, and it's nice because we kind of got like a holdover feud between, well, I don't know if it was really a feud, but kind of a, I guess it was a bit of a feud kind of with Kenny Omega and Joey Janela, kind of like it's a two or personal. three week thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that served a greater purpose in pre- prepping Kenny for the unsanctioned style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, but it's yeah. nice to see that once Janela was done with that, now he's entering a new phase with Sean Spears. So it seems like they're, they're pretty high up on him and they, they like him. And I'll, what I also like about this is we start to get a bit of a feeling of uh, camaraderie between guys, between certain guys. Uh, and hopefully that'll build over the course. And, you know, I remember when we used to have like all the faces were friends and all the, you know, heels were friends uh, to a big degree. And, and you had this camaraderie. Uh, even if they weren't like super, super close friends or whatever, like Hogan beefcake. But, you know, uh, if if uh, another face was in the locker room, then they had the other faces back. Right. You know, I'm, I'm hoping we get to that point again where uh, it makes sense when a guy runs out to make the save. You know, so. Yeah, there you have it. There you go. Uh, up next, we got the uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley, uh, kind of a hype video here. I thought they did a much better job this week at highlighting that feud uh, through through several different avenues. This was one of them, so it was a good video, which kind of led us into the main event. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeating Kenny Omega and Hangman Page in a pretty good tag team match here. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of got teased of stuff that I don't know if they'll pick it up later or not. You know, the the uh, Moxley Omega pack stuff um, seems to be in drop now. Yeah. You know, I think it kind of had a little bit of uh, negative feedback, and I think they've moved along uh, from like this triple threat thing, like, hey, you know, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse, but we haven't even finished Kenny and and a uh, uh, Mox yet. So we'll see where this all goes. Um, I think, I think Kenny and, and Mox, you know, this is going to be a, a major match for them. You know, this is going to really set a, uh, not just a precedent for what we can expect, but it really will have ramifications. Even if you don't count this match, uh, it'll have ramifications for down the road. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, we saw several different kinds of interactions here uh, be, between kind of the elite and the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF, you know, really, really working the, the gimmick here of, of the best friend of Cody, uh, yeah. which is great. Just adding more fuel to the to the fire there. Uh, for I mean, the eventual this was inclusion. this was a Dutch Mantel ending if there ever is. One. Yeah. I mean, these guys were all over the place, everywhere, fighting it out. You know, the pay-per-views this weekend, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this was a good build for the pay-per-view. Everybody after everybody, uh, people just going at it. You know, you had Swagger out there, uh, like I said, MJF coming out. Everybody's just fighting everybody. It was very clearly a go-home show. Mm -hmm. And I think you you really get to see a side of Kenny that 
makes you wonder. Because it's like Kenny is so obsessed with fighting Moxley right now. You know, you have uh, Cody and and Hangman out there uh, fighting off the inner circle. And you have Mox and Kenny standing off in the ring. And Kenny slides out and you're thinking, okay, he's going to go to help his friends. But he does it. Right. You know, he, he slides back in with his barbed wire broom. Um, <laughs> and Kenny's such a nerd. And, uh, you know, they have their little little standoff there in the ring. So it, it really, you know, where is Kenny's mind? Where is he as far as the elite, you know, this uh, uh, kind of an unsanctioned group at the moment because they got kind of got each other's backs, but they've been doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really seen them all together that much. This association at this point. Um, yeah. Um, what I did like about this this particular matchup, uh, I think Hangman gets a rub just being on Kenny's team yeah. as well. And uh, I think they're still planning to build Hangman as the future of AEW. Um, he looks great out there. He, he really does. Um, I, I was thinking that last night watching him. And, you know, him him taking these losses, I, I don't think it's going to hurt in the long run. I, I think eventually they're they're going to pull the trigger on him, whether it be, you know, six months from now or a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think eventually they will pull the trigger on him and it, it'll work. But but you have to build up to get to that point, you right. know, be, because we've seen so much in the past with like a Seth Rollins or like a Roman Reigns. You know, they just go balls to the wall with, with the whole thing. But there's never any kind of a, a slow build to get to that point. So, so yeah. I hope that's what they're doing here to kind of avoid any kind of fan resentment. They obviously see him as a baby face. They want to keep him as a baby face. So when he eventually does get to the top of the roster, uh, there's no resentment. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there might be, have been a little bit of, uh, you know, lash back if everything just been given to him right away. And, uh, I think, I think how they're building him is good. Plus he's been injured. You know, so you're letting him get better. Um, so we'll we'll see. This may be a you know the the jump start with a, a win over Pack at the pay per view, uh, and see where he goes from there. We could also just see him losing and getting frustrated. I mean, yeah. you say keeping him as a babyface, but it's possible we may be getting a heel Adam Page here. That's very possible. In, yeah, in a, in another month or so, uh, if he keeps losing. And this could be your your really your your big heel besides the inner circle. Um, who knows? I mean, I, it's great that they have all these opportunities available to them. Um, but the yeah. fans do respond to Hangman Page. He still feels kind of like the stud of the show, even though he's not in the you know the front burner right now. Uh, so yeah, I think they're they're keeping him out there, which is great. They're keeping him in front of the fans. They're keeping eyes on him. He can take a loss. I mean, he already lost to Jericho, so it's believable that he would lose to this move again. Yeah. Um, instead of Kenny taking the loss because he's fighting this big match against Moxley. Um, or, you, you know, had, even you know, possibly worse, had, Hangman had, losing to Sammy. Yeah, you had Pat come out and and do his move. You know. Uh, a, a low blow, which set yep. everything up to make it believable. So, 
Which was great. I thought it was a way. very smart match. Um, like I say, you had the Dutch Mantel ending with everybody fighting everybody. Uh, shades of USWA with Mantel booking the territory. And uh, it worked, though. It you know, did. It, it absolutely worked. And I'm, I'm set to, you know, I want to see Inner Circle versus the Elite. Yep. And I, I don't know when we'll ever get it. I'm hoping one of the, you know, maybe next week we get like a, a big four on four or something. We, we, it should be a, a pretty big stacked episode of Dynamite next week because it, it'll be the show after the pay-per-view. So whatever so direction much fallout. They, so much fallout, whatever they want to do yeah. next, uh, they'll have to start laying the groundwork. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. Great, great weekend for AEW coming up and uh, next week's Dynamite sure to uh, sure to deliver. Do we have any word on what the ratings was? I was just about to check uh, because I, I was sitting here wondering if we at least got the overnight ratings in yet. Uh, let me just check real quick. I'll just talk while you're looking that up because, uh, you know, last week I believe ratings was down again for wrestling in general. Um, yeah, I know SmackDown didn't. Uh, but uh, in general, ratings were kind of down for everybody. I was curious what the ratings were this week compared to last week. Um, this week's episode was better than last week's, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you caught last week or not, but with the, uh, the tag title win by SCU, I thought they kind of messed that up. Um, you know, it was SCU versus Lucha Brothers, and you had kind of this, you know, what we talked about earlier, this spotty match. And, uh, I think SCU can pull off some spots with a little bit of psychology lucha brothers it was a little bit better than uh, you know a match with the bucks those matches are just spot 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 uh but still yet it had that spotty feel to it because lucha brothers just so fast um and just it is just spot after spot after spot with little psychology to it right um and the finish was out of nowhere and the crowd was lost. And I think that's the biggest problem when you have a match that is just spot, 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 and it's building, you're building to a finish that is so unbelievable. You know, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be so devastating and so crazy that when you have a move out of nowhere, like a, a roll up, the crowd's like, wait, that's it. And it's anticlimactic. And that happened uh, in my opinion, that's what happened in the tag match. You had Scorpio roll him up out, out of the, the finish by Lucha Brothers. And um, the crowd was left going, wait, what? Right. And it was kind of like it was dead for a good minute until like they were holding the titles up celebrating. And then the crowd finally was like, yay, they did it. I'm not sure when they did it, but it happened. You know, the crowd was really left stunned. You know, they said shocked. Oh, the crowd was so shocked. Uh, The crowd was confused uh, because you'd already done so many high flying and and big, huge spots that a roll up was what? That's not a match watching. So um, not the best ending last week compared to this week, for sure. Right. No, like like you said though, I, I didn't get to catch it last week, uh, but I thought uh, last night was done really well. 
again, it was totally a, a go home show for pay per view. Yeah. Uh, made me kind of wish I had just, you know, 50 or 60 bucks just laying around, uh, but I don't. Um, <laughs> be, be, <laughs> but, but if I did, you know, if I, I had that kind of dispensable income right now, yeah, I would definitely consider buying this pay per view because I think it's going to be a, a really good show. So I, I think, you know, uh, the purpose was served uh, for the show. Uh, but go- going back to the ratings, I can't find anything yet. I don't. I guess it hasn't been released, um, but it should probably be out later today. Uh, I guess it's a bit early. Um, I, I am curious to see what what you know what those ratings will be. Um, if we've had a moment in you know social media here where everybody got hyped up again, because after this recent international incidents and invasions and all this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm curious if it's just, um, going to be across the board or if it's just going to be one particular product yeah. or if fans and, you know, in general are just like, Hey, you know, I know personally last week for me was just such a bad week. I'm still catching up on, on wrestling in general. And, um, I don't, I don't have the time to, uh, to catch everything sometimes. Right. I don't I don't understand why, because apparently people with work, you know, two jobs and they come home and they still watch, you know, all this wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I know for us, uh, our jobs don't stop right now. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the difference. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to discredit all these people, but their stories seem a little bit fishy. They're um, going to be divorced soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we we know better. We, yeah. we know what would happen if we try to have wrestling on every night. Um, yeah. I'd enjoy that. I, I would. Oh, I, would I, would, I would. I would love it. But that's not practical, at yeah. least uh, in married life. So, I guess it's going to do it. I, I can't find any ratings. Um, when I find them or when they're announced, I will. I'll shoot you text or, or something. I'll let you know because I, I I'm curious. All right. Yeah. So I'll kind of keep an eye on that. Um, anything Maybe else? You like post a little addendum to uh, to the show or something with the ratings. Yeah, there there you go. Um, that that might be uh, your your task. I, I don't know if I'll be able to join you for that one or not. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it. I think it, it's released from the West Coast. It's still kind of early. Uh, yeah. So at least compared to my time, where it's one o'clock. So I, I've got nothing else. You, how about you? I, I don't really have anything. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we haven't talked about any AEW dark stuff, but I, I haven't really caught up on that yet. Neither have I. I, I haven't watched uh, any of that lately. Um, I still need to catch up on NWA. Um, yeah, me too. NWA. Uh, NXT, actually. So. NXT, I tried to watch. Uh, Matt Riddle came out, and I fell asleep. So that's <laughs> that's not even a lie. Like that, that's legitimately what Bro. happened. <laughs> that that dopey look on his face, just the... you awake, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah. I want to see. I, I texted this to you earlier, but I want to see uh, a Vince Russo versus Matt Riddle promo. <laughs> bro. 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 Bro, <laughs> are you broing me, bro? bro. Yeah, bro. Bro. Oh, bro. 
Bro. All right. That's enough of that. I've got nothing bro. else. You've got nothing else except uh, bro that sounds like belches. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to go keep my flip flops off. Yeah. Which I did see he screwed up. So keep an eye out. We catch up on NXT. He screwed it up. One of the flip flops actually went behind him. So <laughs> keep, keep an eye out for that Easter oh. egg uh, on NXT. But that, that's going to do you know, it. I, I want to see Kona Reeves just come out and just whip his ass. Yeah, there, he's a big guy, too. Yeah. He, he could do that. He, he yeah. could. He's the finest. I want I want him to see, see him come out in his uh, Hawaiian slippers and beat Matt Riddle's ass. Teach, teach him actually how to wear them with, without yeah. screwing that up, too. Yeah. Bro. This is how you kick off your slippers, bra, and then beat the shit out of him and take his slippers off and smack him in the head. <laughs> That be that be the be, be, be like, bro, 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 and smack him. <laughs> and then Braun comes out. Did somebody say my name? <laughs> he just comes through and runs out over everybody. <laughs> All right, we're having too much fun here, so we have to end it. Uh, yeah, it's been good talking about AEW. I thought it was a solid show. Looking forward to the pay per view this Saturday. And the Fallout episode next Wednesday. Um, but but that's it for today. Thank you all very much for listening. If anyone actually has, I'm not really sure. Uh, if, if you There's have... Like five listeners out there. <laughs> we are who Jim Cornette was talking about with, with the six listeners for a podcast. I don't know if you saw Fuck that. Jim Cornette. Oh, we, we need that. to do a Cornette episode. We should. Not safe for work. We should. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, See, now I was doing my outro. You threw me off. Now I'm confused. I don't know. I said something like, like, if anyone actually does listen to this, which I don't think anyone does. But if you do, get on night. Don't interrupt me this time because I'm (laughs) going to screw it up again. (laughs) We we have a few listeners. The the suspense is killing me. What what were you going to say? That we have a few listeners. Like, I, I, I know, like, people listen because some people tell me, you know, hey, listen to your show the other day. And then we have... People uh, tell you that? You know, <laughs> people do tell me that. Like, yeah, people tell me they listen to the show. Nobody, nobody has ever you? said that to me. No, not a single time. So, so maybe uh, the lack of listeners is my fault. Maybe. This is ridiculous. This was... It is. Like, my idea. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, John. I'm I'm letting you down. Maybe maybe you just need a new partner. Bro. Bro. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sam says we have listeners. I don't think so. So if we actually have listeners, would you do me a favor and get on iTunes and give us a five-star review? Retweet this. Do all that good stuff because I don't believe them. Um, let us know you exist. That, that would be the Choo-choo. most helpful thing you can do at this point. Uh, send Trucker Kyle all the hate mail. He really enjoys reading it. Uh, he, he understands that you guys get frustrated, uh, with the podcast and he has agreed to front all of the hate mail on our behalf. So thank you to trucker Kyle for that. Um, At trucker Kyle on Twitter, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He'll take all your tweets. Um, yeah. Send me he, weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. He, he likes, uh, he likes odd pictures, things that would normally be filtered out by Twitter. There you go. Um, send him that kind of stuff. That, that's his thing, especially the hentai. Uh, the, yeah. the the uh, pornographic uh, cartoons or, or whatever. What's that? Is that, that's, is that one of the new AEW wrestlers? <laughs> what, hentai? <laughs> oh, that would be... 
that would be somebody new Triple H would probably sign, probably. I can't wait to see that T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, man. Such good shit. This is the longest outro I think we've ever had on the show. It is. It's going on like five minutes now. Ended already. Well, I'm trying to, but you it's keep like interrupting. It's like a goddamn Young Bucks match. Well, I have to say it's thank finish. you. It's a false finish. False finish. False finish. <laughs> I have to say, first of all, I have to say thank you to Adam Massacre for the use of the theme song. Uh, check the show notes for the YouTube link. It's a, it's a good track. Um, and now I don't know if I'm forgetting anything else or not. Uh, <laughs> Here comes the Canadian destroyer <laughs> off the ladder through the table. Uh, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>